At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle. Can I sleep for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Prime back to Jay Stewart breaking down all the shows. It's the Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in a limo sent home. How embarrassing. The most dramatic Hello, ever. and welcome. We're back like. from theballlifestyle.com. It's the Batch Allure Lifestyle podcast, which I'm finding might be difficult for people to find on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, I think, may have me shadow banned. Because the show is distributed to Apple Podcasts, but when you go to Apple Podcasts and search for The Bachelor Lifestyle, it does not come up, and nobody's been a real help to me about it. So get it on Spotify. I mean, if you're hearing it, you've all obviously found it, but I'm, I need each and every one of you to go share this link with 150,000 of your closest friends quickly. Huge. So share it on Spotify. Spotify is the new home for podcasting anyway, right? Share it on Spotify because I'm, I've clearly been shadow banned by Apple Podcasts and I want to know why. I think the Bachelor people may and quite possibly our relationship with Reality Steve could be to blame. Reality Steve, he's obviously too big to shadow ban. He's, he's internationally famous. Everyone knows who he is and they're looking for him. So the... The Bachelor people can't go at Reality Steve directly, but what they can get are Reality Steve ac- acolytes, people whose shows he appears on, and he is occasionally appears on this show. So I don't know what's going on with Apple Podcasts, but I need somebody to look into it. Huge, quickly. Anyway, uh, this is the Bachelor Lifestyle from the ballerlifestyle.com. My name is Brian Beckner. I, I mean, if you're watching this season, I feel for you because it is horrendous. It's as bad as it's ever been, but worse. You thought this Katie Thurston season was bad? She was sex positive and she was always standing up for women. Well, we got more of that this season. It's just this is all the Bachelorette's going to be from now on. And, uh, you know, one of my predictions on the new villain the new villain uh, gamut that they're playing on these on the Bachelorette that's played out. We had a new villain come and go in a on, in a two episode arc. That's how they do it now. Uh, look, someone can explain this better. Someone that pays more attention. Of course, I'm talking about co-host and and great friend of the show, Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you? Hello, everybody. Yeah, buddy. Hello, yeah. everybody. Yeah, buddy. I see OJ. Jason, you're not a fan. You do not um you made clear to me in our in our pre-show discussion that you do not watch my Instagram stories at Brian Beckner or my or anything with video on my Instagram feed. You have never seen. You are not aware that I buy meat sticks at gas stations and then proffer my reviews of said meat sticks. 
I like the bit now that you've explained it to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I do like meat sticks. I really do. Oh, they're great. Um, but just in general, it's a general rule of mine that if I'm going through my Instagram stories and someone's talking to me or if yeah. there's video that entails audio, I go, I have to move on because that just means I'm not plugged into my, my ear pods. If I, if I'm not usually not in a place where I can just listen to a bunch of uh, audio. So um, I just tap right on. So I guess it'll, it'll, it'll look like I saw it. If you're looking down the list of people right. that, that were watching it, but I'm just, I, I went right past Move it. Right. Fucking if, past if, it. If you were talking to the camera, I went right past it. So it's nothing specific to you or to meat sticks. It's that's just my general rule. I, I rarely watch Insta stories. I respect it. And in a lot of ways I'm the same. Cause I don't, you know, the volume, the whole thing, you know, I have a very short attention span. I blame MTV. We're the MTV generation, you and I, and it's just, we're not in it for the long haul. It's, it's gotta be quick to the point. Well, I'll tell Let's, you, um, yeah. I'll tell you who's in it for the long haul. Um, Michelle, we have, Young. yeah, we have four dudes that um, need hometowns and yeah, my hometown hometowns. I mean, mm-hmm. next week is hometowns episode, which is if you've watched any seasons of the bachelor franchise, you know that hometowns are a big one because the subject of the show has narrowed down their field to four guys or four women and they get to meet the families of the others. Now, hometowns in um, in COVID era means yep, yep. the families usually fly into the resort or the, the the city. They don't actually go to each city like they typically do. That's right. Due to uh, COVID uh, protocols. So but- oh, that's right. I forgot, dude. So, like, like when they came in, they did one guy was Canadian. And they're like, this I think was on Tasha's season, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we're doing a Cana- a Canada hometown where they had like poutine and shit." Yeah, and that was awful, they, dude. They try, to, they try to bring the home to whatever hotel they are and whatever restrictive things they have, so they do like the most cliched, uh, crappy uh, thing that you could do. But yes. Um, so, anyways, right now, as we speak. Um, they're going to go into hometowns, right? Because we, we like to launch this episode on every platform but Apple in time for you to listen to the pod. That's right. And then watch the new episode. The this, new episode will be hometowns. Yes. This show drops on on Tuesday mornings. And The ba- the Bachelor, as we all know, that's on Tuesdays. So, so you, you, you listen to this show in the daytime. Then you watch the new, then you watch the, whatever we talked about happen. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of, we get a lot of feedback uh, on this show. Much of it is this, you know, the listeners fall into two to three categories. One is the listener who does exactly what you just said. They like to watch our show, listen to our show and then watch the actual broadcast. Then there's the people that have never seen the show that's right. That never intend to watch the show, but they do like to listen to the podcast because it gives them everything they need to know without all the bullshit. That's right. They just enjoy our summary of the show. And then there's like a guy like my friend Jonesy, um, who, 
you know, especially during the quarantine and stuff, he's like, I got nothing else to do. I'm going to listen to the Bachelor Lifestyle podcast and I'm going to take in the show for the very first time. And he found it as, as a great, um, what would you call it? Um, what, what do you what do you call something that you, you have with something to make it better? Uh, 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 I don't something know. Like, something that compliments. It's a great compliment. Yes. Complimentary show. So, um, so this is what it comes down to. Um, there's eight dudes remaining and Michelle has obviously chosen the one that she wants. So it's a matter of just for the purposes of the show, trimming it down from eight to four next week for hometowns, three for the fantasy suites. And then, Oh, they don't call them that anymore, buddy. They don't call them that anymore. Overnights. 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 Yeah. Um, It's a chance. I think they, they'd say that it's a chance to get to know the person better uh, without the cameras. That's what, that's That's what overnights are. Um, Now, one guy um, on this episode, as we begin the episode, one guy is on camera saying it's like saying to other dudes, you know, they they gather uh, on the couch, the eight of them, and then they they basically tell these guys to talk about the show. You know, they 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 never have like random footage of dudes talking about Netflix shows that they binge or, no, or any kind no, of workouts or anything. No, it's they always just talk about the show. And it's kind of weird. It's kind of weird because all these guys do is fucking lift weights and get jacked. But they're all it's all um, like game theory. You know, like what's I haven't I haven't got any alone time. I'm going to try to get some alone time tonight. I'm going to you know, I'm going to try to be first on the group date. I'm trying I'm going to try not to be on the group. It's like, geez, these conversations, you know, it's like it's almost like they have a podcast about The Bachelor. Um, so obviously, you know, the producer basically just says, all right, Hey guys, uh, talk about this topic. Um, talk about how quick it's, it's come to just the eight of you. And of course they don't know how to really be expansive or creative. So they just kind of turn the topic into a, a, a a reworking of the sentence. So one guy was like, man, it's, it's crazy. It seems like this room gets smaller each day. (laughs) And it's like, yeah. It's, it's a reality show where they eliminate guys to where the room will eventually gets down to two or one. Yeah. Yes, but hold on. If you're in a room that gets smaller with a lot, with a large number <laughs> of people, and then each day there are fewer people in the room, Good then point. wouldn't it feel like the room is getting larger? And that, that's what that's exactly kind of makes my point about these guys. They don't even know how, how to how to be creative or expansive. Like, you're right. The room wouldn't get smaller. The number of people in the room would get smaller. So the room would get more expansive. So, yes, um, yes, exactly. So, and then another guy's like, it's crazy that it just seemed like yesterday we, we started at 30 and now we're down to eight. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I know. So it's, the, the show happens the same way every season. There's yeah. nothing crazy no, about it. No, it's crazy. So um, they decided to, to do something a little off brand for Michelle in this one. And they had her school students involved. 
So with Michelle, we've kind of narrowed it down. There are two prevailing things uh, in her life. She was a good basketball player, and she's a teacher. Yeah. To be honest, outside of that, we don't know anything about her. No. Um, we know that she has uh, parents that are amazing uh, mothers and fathers, and they've been married forever, and they're mixed race. And then right. those three items, I don't, we don't know anything about this. Well, she was, she was uh, Minnesota Miss Basketball 2011. That that falls into the three categories. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. She's she, a teacher. Yep. And and that's she's that mixed just about race. Does it. Yep. Um, Minnesota. She's from Minnesota. So what we've done is all most of the a lot of these activities, the group date stuff, it comes down to either teaching something or basketball. So what about, hold on. What about that one time she was seen on a date with a light skin baller? <laughs> yep. We knew yep. that too. And okay. that we, we have yet to confirm if that's uh if that's the case or not. It's but not, it's definitely, that's a definite lie. Um, the only thing that, that would have made uh, more sense that rumor than she was in a bar with a white skin baller um, would, be, would have been, she was at a bar with one of her faculty members at right. her school. That, right. that, would have been, that would have been the only thing less surprising. Right. Um, so um, in this one, they kind of mixed it up and they said, hey, uh, yet again, by the way, no hosts. They've, they've almost eliminated Caitlin and Tasha's on airtime to – to basically like five seconds each episode. They're barely on the show, which is better for the show, but it does provide, there's not really much direction as to what's going on. Like there's no, there's just no adults around. Chris Harrison was important. In his, in his dorky way, cheesy way, Chris, Chris uh, Harrison was kind of the narrator of, of the show. Like he would, in his in his own little way, he would be the narrator that kind of walked you through these things. This is like you know flying without a pilot, and but they they have made a purposeful, intentional decision to not include these two hosts. Yeah, they're supposed to be hosts, and they haven't. They appear um, twice in this episode for a total of ten seconds. Yes, they appeared in in, in one scene last episode. So, anyways, uh, four of our students just walk into the room with the eight dudes. Four of her students, uh, two white, two of color, yeah, two boys, two girls. Yep, they were. I think they were a little too comfortable in front of the camera to actually yeah. be her students. I think yeah. they may have gone again to the casting on this one, warmed them up, um, mm-hmm. and they said, uh, "We are, um, we are Michelle's students, and we are going to choose who goes on the one-on-one date." Okay, yeah. So stakes are high, by the way. Hometowns are next week. And Michelle supposedly still needs to decide which one of these guys she wants to marry. And we're playing shenanigans like having four 10 year olds pick which one on one day. This was uncomfortable. And by uncomfortable, I mean, boring. I mean, this show is so out of ideas. They're having, they're trying to do like a um, candid camera. No kids say the darndest things either of those it's either of those right and it's just the magic is not there it's just scripted it's they ask dumb questions and they're like i don't believe you and it was i mean i fast forwarded it and i'm i assume everyone within the sound of my voice did too well martin um you know the worst yeah like michelle's whole thing is that you know 
kids know. Kids see through your bullshit. They tell the truth. So they're going to pick out the person that's that's right for Michelle. So um, one of the one of the the little girls kind of nails Martin. You know, Martin is the guy with the nose ring, the multi tone mm-hmm. hair, lots he's, of tats. He's from Miami, where from Miami all the all the girls are high maintenance, yeah. not smart at all. He talks himself and is he talks. He's basically talked himself off the show, but. Before then, um, he's trying to, you know, they're all trying to charm these kids. And she, she says off camera, you know, off uh, into the inter- interview portions, like, I don't really like Martin for a couple of reasons, including the fact that his cologne is too strong, uh, which that's kind of on brand. I can see that guy wearing a lot of cologne. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's for sure. And then Clayton plays a pretty good maneuver and he... He asked the kids if they want to build a fort, which is a good thing to, to relate to them to try to get their uh, their fancy. And one of the kids is in the fort, and he says, um, "Hey, have you ever farted in front of Michelle?" Whoa! Yeah, that's child um, abuse. <laughs> this is child abuse. The kid said it to the adult. Have which, you ever farted which, in front yeah, of Michelle? That's what I'm saying. But some some producer. <laughs> Some producer mm-hmm. put that kid up yeah. to yeah. being disgusting on television. And now that's going to haunt him. Like I, for instance, one time when I was a kid, I was on, I was on a local um, TV show called two on the town, which was like a local news magazine show. What was that Chuck Henry? Might've been Chuck Henry. That's I know way. That was I on LA. Yeah, no, it wasn't Chuck Henry. It was a local. I think Sarah Purcell might have been involved. I'm not sure, to be honest with you. But, you know, my memory of that haunts me. It was a whale watching trip where they talked to us. I don't remember much about it. But the point is, is, you know, who 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 signed off on this? The parents? The parents want this kid to be known as the kid that that, that dropped the F word on television? I don't think so. So the shtick is, uh, Clayton's like, uh, you promise you won't tell anybody? And he's like, um, I may have. So he kind of copped to it. There's a little humor there. Um, oh, Clayton admitted it? Well, he may have, he said. You know. Filthy. Yeah. So Disgusting. Um, so Clayton gets picked by the kids. Okay. Clayton yeah. is going to be a one-on-one day who you and I have said from the beginning Seems like a really good guy, huge dorky white guy. Personally, I think that this show is is under pressure to have um, two subjects of color um, be engaged at the end. They they've mm. had they've had three or four now subjects of color pick the white person, and they're like, no, that's interesting. Not, that's not what we're trying to do here. Interesting. So they, so they have cast a bunch of Caucasian doofuses. And right. Oh, so Clay, they pe- Clayton is just one of them. They so. peppered it. What you're saying is that they worked it by having a bunch of cool black guys and Nate and then a whole bunch of dorky white guys. And so Rich, it's like huge dorks. No way. I mean, you're kind of onto something there because Clayton, I mean, Clayton's we've, We've talked about it here. He's been announced, right? He's the bachelor. Clayton is the bachelor. Wait a minute. 
Did you just do what the, the show's not supposed to do? But it's just, it doesn't. I mean, he got kicked off this episode, so it's like... Are, are you, you're telling me that you just broke news to me that Clayton is the next Bachelor? Well, I don't... Yes, but that doesn't... That's... I mean, really? eventually... Yeah. He's the guy? That's what the, That's what I read. That's what I think Steve, friend of the show, Reality Steve, had that. And Clayton is a fucking zero. Like, no... I mean, he's exactly the kind of guy they picked to be the Bachelor, no personality, nothing interesting about him. He's got a little bit of a background. He's tall and he played football somewhere. Unbelievable that I have to be on this podcast to find that news. That's how much I don't Jason, traffic in Jason, off the show Jason, news. I've I don't said do it. Spoilers. I've said it already on the show. You have? Yes. I said it last week and I think I've, I said it the maybe, week before. Maybe I don't want to hear it. I don't want to know spoilers. So anyway, I specifically had this conversation with my girlfriend last night at there's no way they're going to go back to a white bachelor. Yep, they did. They they picked the the, the most Caucasian bachelor ever. Um, this guy's yeah. This guy is such a dork. No wonder they spent so much time with him on this episode there though, because they obviously wanted him to get a good edit um, for the bachelor. Now it makes all the sense in the world. Okay, so, hold on, hold on, hold on. And this is we can blame Steve for this. Uh, ABC announced that season 26 of the bachelor will debut on Monday, January ellipses. I'm just reading the Google clip. And while there's no official announcement just yet on who exactly the new bachelor will be, it's been widely reported. Of course that would be by our friend reality, Steve that Clayton Eckerd, a contestant on Michelle's season is the new, is the series new leading man. Yeah. Nice, nice guy. Nice guy. I just didn't think that he was the look that uh, yeah. the, that the show's going for. So no. that's very interesting. So um, now that this episode makes sense, because I was thinking, yeah, why, why they would they spend a one on one time and all this time with with a guy that that she 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 ends up not getting giving a rose to him? Now, yeah. Um, so to that end, um, the kids pick pick the date, what they're going to do on the date, supposedly, yeah. right? Yep. And the date involves get into a limousine where once you get in the limousine, there's pizza, soda, candy, and cookies in the limousine on the way to the museum. Not keto. No, no. <laughs> what if you're keto? What if you got in and you were you were still doing? Because remember when you went Atkins for a while? What if you got in and you're like, hey. I'm going to need seven or eight more pizzas in this right. car because I just eat the toppings and the cheese off the pizza and I leave <laughs> the entire crust. You know how some people don't eat the band of crust around the edge. Well, I do that, but, but the entire triangle of pizza crust, I don't touch. That would, that would be great. And that would not be a off putting to, to a, uh, <laughs> To a you know to pile to pile po- crusts possible suitor that I would I would do that, but uh, I mean to be honest, the food looked great. There was red, there were red vines, Oreo cookies, um, again lots of pizza. It looked like a great uh, trip in the in the limo, and then they went to like this museum. Um, it's a museum, you know, that has like a, I don't even know what you call these places that has like a has a the you know, dinosaurs and whatnot, prehistoric stuff. Um, And they did these little uh, interactive things throughout the date. 
not very interesting um, at all. There was a part where, tell me, I don't know. They were picking out of a hat something like questions to ask your your, your future soulmate or something, and oh. and uh, it said, um, if you had one power in the world, what, what superpower? What would it be? Oh, she and, fucking dunked yeah, on his yeah, ass no, on this yeah. one. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. You know, offhand, I, don't, I yeah. think I don't know many guys that wouldn't be like, I I want to fly. Like that's a cool superpower. Or and or then, and yeah or invisibility. Yeah. Yeah. Those two things, right. Those yeah, are the right. two things that you think about. Right. Um, of course she goes, she, she, Michelle's always like the downer. Like she'll, she'll always bring it, bring it home to something less interesting and, 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 and more uh, depressing. Yeah. She's like, no, um, if I had one superpower, it would be the power to heal. The power to, yeah. To heal, make people, yeah. to heal people's wounds. And of yep. course, you know, Clayton actually had a good line. Oh, great. Yeah. You're, you're healing the world and I'm just out here on my own flying around. That's <laughs> exactly what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. They went into this galaxy exhibit. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck it was. It's kind of like a uh, observatory thing where the kids that we saw in the opening scene that picked the date were like doing voiceovers of things this, of planets. Dude, they went they went to a museum and they were way too stoked to be in a museum and it wasn't even a cool museum it was a natural history museum i mean which is a cool enough museum but where there's like big fake mm-hmm. there's big fake mastodons and fake like fake taxidermy animals and they're like they're literally like they they might they might have needed a uh one of those machines that like m- brings you back to life that zaps your heart because they were, they were literally having uh, extreme emotional reactions to just being at a stupid museum. And they were like, Oh my God, can you believe we're at a museum at night? <laughs> yeah. That's when it's fucking closed and yeah. it's COVID and they're shooting a TV show. Yeah. I can believe it. And it's not that cool. No, it isn't. Um, but, you know, throughout the uh, date and stuff, they have um, Michelle in the interview portion being like, you know, I really think he's a great guy. I like him a lot. He's, he's a lot of fun, but I need to I need to see that one thing that's missing or find that one thing that's missing or whatever. So she's giving a foreshadowing of the fact that she's just not going to pick this guy, which everybody watching the show all season knew that she wasn't going to pick this guy. Um which we were, we were like, why are we wasting our time with this date? But now I know exactly why. So, um, you know, they go back, they, they go out to uh, their dinner and stuff. And he tells a real boring story about how he yeah. has been, he's been so concentrating on his sports and his schooling that he just hasn't given much time to finding a soulmate and having hey, kids. Hey, Jason, I mean, were you, was I the only one that was getting Colton 2.0 vibes off this guy? <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even, I don't know what, I don't know what it is with this dude. I think it's, yeah, maybe that is, maybe that's it. But I just think he's super simple and not interesting at all. So again, next year they're going to have a challenge in, in souping this thing up. But like, um, Michelle keeps telling us how difficult this decision is going to be because he's such a good guy. We all know she's yeah. not going to choose them. Um, no, but anyways, no. in the- they drag it out. They just don't have enough. This is the quintessential. He's not getting a rose date. 
Like you could just tell the whole time. Oh, he's not getting a rose, even though they did a um, they did a Step Brothers thing where they're like, "What's your favorite holiday?" And they're like, "Thanksgiving." Thanksgiving's everybody's fucking favorite holiday. <laughs> what are you gonna say, I'm- Arbor Day? Like, of course, everyone loves Thanksgiving. It's it's widely it's the number one ranked if we're playing Family Feud favorite holiday. It's not surprising you both like Thanksgiving, which which Colton or Clayton. Whoa, I didn't even realize their names were so similar, which Clayton followed up with a I love to eat. Right. Good one. Because uh, right. I love to eat. Yes, because yeah. I love to eat. So, I mean, if you think about it, you would think that these one-on-ones at this point in the season should be about her trying to find her soulmate and spend time with the, the guy that she really wants around. And this is a complete waste of time. But uh, back at the house, they do the same thing they've done the last couple episodes. It's um, there's going to be one group date and then a final one-on-one date. And so all the dudes are like, God, I hope my name's not named because that means I'll get the one-on-one date. Brandon, very vocal. He's the, yep. the 21 year old with the, uh, that doesn't look like, uh, he is her type at all. But, um, anyways, yeah. he's the one that's most aggressive and I, I need to make sure my name isn't heard on this. They list uh, six guys, and he's not uh, an, a name that, that was brought up. So Brandon is going to get the final one-on-one date, and these other dudes are going to go on a group date. So that takes you back to the dinner where Clayton and Michelle are finishing up, and Michelle's like, look, you're an amazing dude and everything. And she she does one of those things where she picks up the rose. And yeah. totally fucks with him because well, he just yeah. waited, waited on the line. And yeah. she's like, but, you know, you're a great dude, but it's just, it's not what I'm looking for or whatever it is. It's, you know, I don't like you that way. And then she puts her the rose back into the cup great. and does does the old, can I walk you out? That's thing. great. He, he could not have been more gracious and like more understanding. He made it super easy for her. Um, he's a really good guy who got a great edit here. And now I know exactly why. Now the re the, the problem too, is that not only did they have her kicking him off the, the show, they show him back in his hotel room and the kids that chose him for the one-on-one date wrote him letters. Oh yeah. I fast forwarded the fuck out of this. He was crying. How, how great a guy he is. They don't even know him. How, how it sucks that that she, that she didn't pick you. And when you do find that person and you get married, could you invite us to your wedding? And has, he's just like breaking down crying. Has anyone in the production of the show ever been around a kid? Because this is not how kids, <laughs> this is, it's, this is, um, 25 year old female producers words. Yes. Of course, because <laughs> this little six year olds or eight year olds or whatever these were, they do not have these type of thoughts about adult relationships. It's, it's insane it's that way, they tried to pass way that off. too complicated. Yeah. Yes. So um, but and it's funny, as I'm watching this, I'm like, they're spending a lot of time on a dude who just got kicked off. And now it makes all the sense in the world. Yep. If I would have known he was the bachelor, then I'm thinking they need to get they need to make this guy's profile as sweet and likable as possible. So this is exactly what they did. It was now I feel like I was played with. Um, But anyways, um, what Joe did say something weird before she let him go. He said, uh, 
Joe, the Mr. Basketball uh, Minnesota 2010 or whatever. Who but she, she didn't let Joe go. Choose, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, she, he said something before she let Clayton go. She said, uh, he's like, everyone who's been on a one on one date has gotten a rose. But now I think because it's in her hometown, hometown. she's going to be more uh, picky. And it was just like, I think what? all these dudes knew this guy was going to go home. It was like, it, it all, anyways, now it's all fishy. Of course. Um, so Clayton's whole done. show's so fishy. That takes us down to one white guy, and that's Rick. Rick, um, you know, he was the guy who came onto the show as the, uh, as the service, as the hotel service food. Yeah. Yep. Um, let's see here. So they show Clayton the door. He's done. Um, the group date with all the guys is on a farm. Now, yeah, we have uh, we've done the farm before. It's not an unusual no. date to put dudes in weird situations where they have to milk cows and talk about nipples and teats and. Um, Yes, teats. But but you know, we've talked about through the show that they've done at least two basketball dates where Joe is featured uh, prominently. Yeah. Yeah. And Joe's a basketball player and they had basketball dates. And come to find out, dude was raised on a dairy farm too. His uh, (laughs) uncle or something owns a dairy farm. Yeah, I fast forwarded through that too. (laughs) So this guy, this guy's like walking around like, Savvy with all the animals. He's milking cows. He's like, they were churning butter and he like churned a perfect thing of butter. Um, what do you mean churning like, like the Amish? They, yeah, they were doing something where they had needed to churn butter and it was a and competition and he, he, he made some great butter. He, he, he had a churning technique. Yeah. So this guy churning ability, this, this guy has dates basically made for him. Yeah. Just like, this this is what this is what this show is. He's going to succeed at all costs. They're making Joe yeah. uh, the yeah. inside track guy. So um, you know they have Nate, uh, better Nate than never. He was the fish out of water. He didn't know how to do any of these things with animals. Well, the animals were turned off by him. I saw him. I saw Nate being a little um, delicate with the um, udders. Yes. You know, I was like, I was concerned about his utter handling technique. <laughs> it just wasn't super masculine the way he was, he was, he was squeezing those teats or udders, whatever they are. Well, you know, um, they actually shoveled shit too. So they went out and they shoveled no. shit. Manure? Uh, yeah. And Rodney was into it. He was great at it. Nate, uh, goes down to shovel shit and he like ruins his back. He pulled something in his back literally and was like walking around, like limping around and holding his back the whole time. Uh, so Nate, Nate was the fish out of water who didn't do it. Well, Joe like nailed everything. Now, of course there were references to relationships, analogies made throughout the entire farm date. Uh, my favorite being, um, from Michelle, about the butter butter churning, like relationships, you have to consistently put the work and the time in. And then at the end, you'll have something wonderful. And I would argue that butter is wonderful. Now, I, I do understand that everything tastes better with butter. 
But butter onto itself isn't really wonderful, right? It's kind no. Of, it's kind I of mean, yeah. I, I mean, it makes things taste better. Yeah. Butter. But nobody's, nobody's just going spoonfuls of butter. I like to get, I like to get the healthy butter, the real butter from the store. Yeah. yeah. The, the Irish butter stuff. or the French butter. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it sounds like Joe was pretty good at it, which is impressive. So he wins the date. Um, they go, they, they do their little uh, cocktail thingy. And, you know, she was, she said something along the lines of, um, you know, with, with hometowns next week, everyone needs to lay their cards on the table here. I mean, this is the final thing. Everyone needs to lay their cards on the table. Well, um, Brandon is, um, Brandon is the, was supposed to be the villain in this one. Right. And, uh, Olu, who was already assigned uh, in the friend zone a few yeah, weeks back. O- in friend Olu's zone. a really good guy, and Olu really actually guy. I thought might be the bachelor, but could have been a good bachelor. Um, he's he's Jack. Got, like, five sisters. He's a yep. African descent, yep. and he has like um, he just has a good a good karma about him. I like him a lot, and he yep. he's also been the person in the house that tells her what's going on, which means never be that be guy. Buddy. Yeah. Never be that guy. That's the that's the worst position you can be in on this yeah. show. You friend zone yourself quickly when you talk about other guys in the house. What you need to talk about is her and yourself. Right. And make so, and make try to make it sexy. Don't talk about the other guys because alphas like Jason Stewart and myself, we don't give a fuck what the other guys are doing. We're about what we're doing and we're about what you're doing. Correct. And that's and that's that's a huge failure that guys make on the show. Continue. So, so Brandon is talking to the dudes while uh, Nate and Michelle are having some one-on-one time, and Brandon was like, "Yeah, you know, um, she does she does some things that make me scratch my head. You know, there's some miscommunication, and she took things the wrong way, and and then this whole thing where uh, that poem that she she read to us, like this those past things, you know." She's not even. She hasn't even gotten over that yet, and she's like, "That's kind of, that's immature." He basically said it's immature that she hasn't gotten over her uh, her uh, racial slights of her past. She should, according to Martin, I guess, be over that. She should have gotten over that a long time ago. Calls it immature. So um, Olu, um, when he gets some time with her, basically says this about Brendan: "Like, look, I care about you." I just need to let you know about Brendan. He's he's sent, set up some uh, real red flags with me, and then he told her about this immature comment, right? Yeah. And uh, so, of course, she she's like, "I really appreciate it. That means so much to me that you would say that, knowing full well that he's in the friend zone and he's never getting a hometown." But she said that to him, and then um, so she pulls uh, Brendan aside. And says, yeah, somebody just let me know that uh, that you think that I'm immature for not getting over my, my past issues. And uh, Brandon's like, I didn't say that. <laughs> <No>. He basically <laughs> just, he goes no. right, to, right to the denial. Yeah. And then, and then yep. he goes to what Brandon has done a couple of times now in the last three weeks. It's, he just starts talking himself into circles and makes zero sense and like – thinks that she understands where he's coming from. When he makes zero sense at all, he leaves the conversation thinking that everything was good. 
But um, she's like, hold on a second. You're shady. I don't think you're being honest with me. I sense red flags before this. I need to walk you. I need to walk you out. So, so Martin gets the boot, right? And what do people typically do when they get the boot? Like, you know, I don't know what happened there. Things went south. I don't think she understood me. Yeah. Uh, Brandon goes right into safe face mode. I think that he, Martin, you keep, you keep calling Martin Brandon. Oh, I'm sorry. Martin goes right into safe face mode in the limo. Yeah. Like as soon as he gets kicked off the show, I think he thought immediately of, of the women that he's going to try to score post show. So he said, um, he basically put distance between him and Michelle. Like she didn't get me. Um, I don't want anything to do with a, a person like that anyways. Yeah. And she is mature. And he basically just completely validated her decision to kick him off. Yeah. She, um, she, she basically said, look, I got to walk you out. There's something that seems a little bit shady about you. And he's like, what, what the fuck? Then she, <laughs> then he gets in the car. And when normally when people start crying and, and talking about what they could have done differently, he actually doubled down and was like, I can't believe she called me shady. <laughs> when I'm a huge piece of shit, I'm actually one of the worst people that's ever been on this show. Fuck her. I'm way too fucking good for her. I can't wait till yeah. people find out. He's like, e-, and then he said, he said, even if she came back to me, I would be like, uh, you can't yeah. get with this guy. Cause I'm, I'm headed back to Miami with my frosted tips and my fucking nose ring. And I'm like, whoa, this guy, like he, he, what he said in the, in the go away limousine, get, he should never be on another bachelor property. <laughs> like he'll never be on bachelor in paradise, especially with the way they're trying to trend towards nicer people and guys that treat women. Well, this guy's this guy basically listed every fucking red flag you could possibly have directly into the camera from his own mouth. Like there's no way he's never going to be on another bachelor show. He must have been answering a question that the producer asked him like are you bummed that you're not going to hometowns? <laughs> yes. And and he said uh I'm not upset that I'm not going to hometowns. I'm upset at the way she handled me at the end. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. He so, thought he was the star of the show. He's yeah. like, why did she talk yeah. to me like that? Didn't she know she was lucky to be yeah. in my presence? I mean, it she, was insane. Yeah. She said, uh, he said, a woman like that doesn't deserve my time. Yeah. But he said, yeah. So um, Nate gets the rose. The one thing that Nate said or did that was kind of peculiar when he sat down with her, he said, I just want to let you know, you know, that now that hometowns are next week, he's like, yeah, my dad, um, he never wanted us to bring Insane. women home. He never yeah. wanted us to talk about women ever. It's perfectly I, that's, normal. That's an unusual dynamic with a parent. I, yeah. I've never heard of that one. Like yep. a, a father saying that to his sons. Yeah. It's, I, he's never brought anyone home because he's specifically been forbidden from bringing a woman home. And his dad's like, look, if you're going to date, I guess, but I'm not fucking interested. Like, keep it to yourself. That's not my problem. Like, really, really <laughs> weird. That, yeah, that, that was an unusual exchange. But like, yes, he does tell her that he's falling for her. She says, uh, I'm falling for you as well. 
gives ends up giving him the the rose. Um, so now we go to the now Brandon, the twenty one year old, just seems far too immature for this entire process. But he he gets the final one on one date. Now, what do they do on a one on one date? Um, they have like an ice cream truck pull up outside the hotel, and they eat ice cream. Um, and then she's like, I'm going to take you somewhere special, somewhere that's very important to me. And she takes him to her parents' house. Yeah. Now oh, what happens, yeah. what happens at the parents' house is just so contrived and awful. This has never really happened on this show because they typically save the meet with the parents to the final, to the finale. Cause that's when she's introducing dudes to her family Brandon meets the parents at this uh, time of the ep- of the season, which is weird. But the way they do it is so cheesy. They do it kind of yeah, like no kind of like a Fast Times in Richmond High or something, where yeah. she's like, "Why don't you come into my parents' house? They're not home." Yeah. And then wear my dad's swimsuit. He will oh. never know. And we'll go out into the jacuzzi, and then we'll just start making <clears throat> out. And lo and behold, yeah. unbeknownst to anybody, the parents came home. Now. The fact that they had a fully lit, um, full lighting and full camera coverage of the, of the mother and father pulling up in the driveway and then the mother and father entering the house and going out, it was a complete shock to everybody that they came into the house at that point to find them making out in the jacuzzi. It's, um, it was just it was <laughs> just so spontaneous. <laughs> Who could have seen it coming? Here's here's how that goes for me. Hey, um, my parents aren't home. Let's hop in the jacuzzi. You can wear my dad's trunks. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not rubbing dicks with your dad. <laughs> like I haven't even met him, and I'm not. I'm not putting the tip of my dick where the tip of your dad's dick has been. Like I'll, we, we can hit a hot tub another time. So you don't you don't believe in the in the magic of tide tide no, pods or no no not when it not when it comes to <laughs> certain garments. Interesting. Yeah. Um. So that was that was awful. Uh. That they were you know found out you know making out jacuzzi and then they had to they had to act they had to play like oh um my name is Brandon what's your name you know it's just so yeah. horrible so then they put their clothes on. And they go and they sit in the back in the uh, in the back lawn and they just talk about things. And Brandon's yeah. making a big impression on them. He, um, yeah. Yeah. he does the very cheesy thing with even though there's seven other dudes in the house. Yeah, and he asks for their blessing. Yeah, yes, um, he, he went with the old. Can I get the blessing? With seven other guys, and the Which, father is like, "Well, I mean, if she chooses you, yeah. uh, we." <laughs> We'll support her her decision. Yes, there are seven other guys here. Yeah, it would. That was a little awkward, but also I I kind of have to give c- credit to Brandon because he really went all in. He dropped the bracelet thing. Oh, He's, dude, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, he asked the dad. He drops the um, my family made me this bracelet and they said only give it to the girl if she's the one. So I want to know, would you like this bracelet? And I was like, that's really cheesy, but also like super effective, like really made her feel special. 
That was a super baller move, I thought. I, Huge. I, he, he surprised me with that one. The sentiment being, you know, my mother made this, or this is my mother's bracelet, and yep. that, that when when you walk into the room at, for hometowns yep. and we see her wearing that bracelet, then yep. we know what your feelings are immediately, which yep. it's, it's, it's a real creative thing. To, I have to give it to him. It's, I don't know if he brought it up or if a producer did, but it was a creative very, uh, thing to do on the show. And it really, really made her happy. Yeah. Um, Cause he's look, he's, he's a back of the pack guy right now, but what's he do? He asks for the hand in marriage from the dad. He fucking drops the, my mom made me this bracelet and told me to only give it to the one line and then he says the hey i'm falling I'm, in love with you i'm falling in love with you like he really he he took some bold moves to try to get that rose well, and and well he yeah. did if none of that was gonna work this certainly did um yeah hey i i really hope that we could do hometowns um the one person i really want you to meet my best friend in the world is my grandfather uh but he died uh, earlier this year, so you're that not going to be able I to meet my grandfather. About that too, because yeah. that was very. He's like he yeah. was my best friend. Yeah. So I mean, if if none of those other uh, sentimental things work, the dead grandfather will really nail nail the uh, chance of getting a rose, and he got one. Um, she, you know, she wasn't as uh, responsive to Brandon's affection or when he says that he's fallen for that he what she was with nate but she's like yeah I, I think you're cool too um so here we are it's 50 an hour and 50 minutes into a two-hour show and the very first of Tasha and caitlin um they come into the room yep after the dudes have all um you know gotten dressed up and stuff and of course there's always that the obligatory this is the last cocktail hour before hometown. So I really need some, I need to get some time with her and, and make an impression because she's, she's her decision is going to come down to that three minutes that you spend with her on this cocktail hour. And they, the, the hosts come in and blow it all up. There yep. is no cocktail Rose. hour. We're going right to the roses, gentlemen. Yep. Um, so. It's always, it's a rare move that they pull on this show. But again, <laughs> yeah. it was better when Harrison would be like, Michelle has decided to forego yeah. the cocktail hour. It was more, gave you more of the chills when it's Tasha and Caitlin. It's just not the same vibe. So if you've been uh, keeping score, two roses were given out on the date, right? There's four, four guys are going to hometowns. Two roses have been given out. Nate got the rose and Brandon got the rose. So that leaves four dudes. You got Joe, the basketball player, who she inevitably is going to choose. You've got Olu, the, the, who's in the friend zone. You've got Rick, the white guy, the dorky white guy, the only white guy left. And then you got uh, Rodney, really cool guy. I like yep. him a lot, but just not quite winning bachelor material. So – Two roses are left for four dudes. Yep. Um, so Joe is the first person she named to no surprise to nobody. And then it's one rose for three dudes that are left. And she surprises me, gives it to Rodney. So yep. that means no white dude is going to uh, to win the season. 
So, well, I, Rick's yeah, going home. I don't know if you um, remember, but I said when Rick told his dead dad story. Right. That, when he killed his dad. Yeah, that he, yeah. May or, he may or may not have induced the death of his father. But when he told that story, I'm like, that. this is a great move to get you to the final four. Yeah. And I was pretty close. He got right in, he got right up to the the row ceremony that yeah. would have put him into the final four. So he was final six. I thought he was I, I definitely thought he was gonna be in the final four. I thought Rodney great dude, but yeah. he was easy to send home. But Darren my, Williams slash Robert Smith. Yeah. Well my theory is um that these subjects inevitably will carry somebody to hometowns that'll yeah. be easy to let go. Of course. Yeah. As Rodney's, opposed to tougher guys. Rodney's easy to let go. Here's what's going to happen. Rodney's easy to let go. He goes next. Brent, Brendan. Is it Brendan or Brandon? Brandon. Also, yeah. wh- why do we have both of those names? Brendan, she's, she's kept him around and he's been pretty slick. He's gotten himself a good Bachelor in Paradise edit. She can do the old, I think you're not ready. Because he's 21. Yep. Too young. Now, here's what I'm telling you. Here's something I'm seeing. I've long said that Joe was the obvious choice, and he is, for love. But if you want to pick somebody that no one will blame you, when you break up with them two months after the show ends, much like Katie and Blake, mm-hmm. then you pick Nate. Yeah. You can you can jilt Joe, who ghosted you on the texting previously. Mr. Basketball 2011 was a little too big for his britches, was too affected by the riding in, in Minnesota to text back. Dump him because, look, if you pick him, it's a little tougher to break up because that seems like a real love connection. You pick Nate. Oh, we're expecting you to break up. He's the Blake of this season. He's he's nothing. He's harmless. He's not. He, no one cares about him. So I I could see it going either way. I'm starting to lean Nate for the breakup. Parlay it into dating a famous guy situation. What do you think well, about that, Jason? I don't know if she's got the juice. Yeah, to, to hey. date or be with a famous dude. I I think she's going to pick. Swings. She's going to pick the the Minneapolis basketball player because this was predetermined. My theory, and maybe we could have a reality Steve on at some point to run this theory by. Um, my theory is this: um, remember they they come off of a horrible bachelor season where they did everything wrong and how they handled the first black bachelor. And then they cast a very white Katie. And yeah. then soon after thought, we can't cast that. We need to cast a person of color as well. And in order to entice Michelle into doing this, to going through the motions, they basically said, handpick the dude that you want to be with, and then we'll just get do a season out of it. It's been Joe from the very get-go on this thing. I don't know what happened in the interim, I don't know what transactions had taken place. Yep. But yep. Um, I don't see her picking anybody but Joe, but we'll see. What oh, happens. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's, he's been the front runner since the beginning and that's the better story. 
but it's the much harder relationship to end. And if you're thinking about your Instagram feed, if you're thinking about being famous, not as a couple, but as an individual, Joe is much more difficult to break up with. Nate is the right choice because he's no one cares. No one cares about Nate. No doubt. I'm with you on that. Uh, Okay. Dodgers lost. Corey Seager walked away today. I mean, that was just too much money. Oh, he's, he's been, he's hurt half the time. He's, he's great player. Very streaky. Luckily he got hot at during the world series two seasons ago, but the Rangers just went too high. That's the Dodgers shouldn't have matched that 32 million year. That's exactly what it's not even the 32 a year. It's the 10 years. years. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do deals. Dodgers may have, may have been willing to do less years, but the Dodgers have done a lot of things. They don't overpay people other than like Kershaw. And then, so, um, Corey Seager, by the way, one of my favorite guys as a, as a person, he represented Dodgers. Great. When he was healthy, he was an amazing player. Great kid. He was the reason we won the title in 2020. That's right. But I knew, I knew once we got Turner, Trey Turner this season, Yep. I said that means we don't have to overpay for Seager. That's right. They they they'll overpay for Trey Turner, but they're, they're, they don't have to overpay for Corey Seager. That's right. He's getting a ton of money, and my theory was is that he and his brother Kyle were just going to hook up somewhere like nondescript, like uh, Arizona or Detroit or something, so they could the play Rangers, together. I don't know if the Rangers have enough money to pay anybody, let is, alone is, is Kyle. Seager. Is Kyle Seager a free agent? Yeah, yeah, they're both free agents. So oh, I didn't know that. It was like this cool story where they're both going to meet up somewhere on the same yeah. team. But the Rangers just spent like eight hundred million dollars on three yeah, they, players. I don't they know. Signed, if spend they also more. signed Simeon. Yes. Do the Do the Dodgers go as as we've done many times in the past? Do the Dodgers go into the Orient and sign what's his name that Japanese outfielder that just was posted? Yeah, I don't know. I yeah, think they do. I think maybe. that's a really good move because that doesn't cost you players. Right. A lot of upside there. He's not going to be a $20 million guy. He's going to be like a 7 or $8 million guy. And you got AJ Pollock in left field, often on the disabled list or whatever they call it now. I agree. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Uh, anything else, Jason? Nope. Farewell, Corey Seager. Okay. We'll guy. check in. We'll check in next week. For Jason Stewart, my name is Brian Beckner. Find us on Apple Podcasts hopefully soon. We're not being shadow banned. This has been the Bachelor Lifestyle from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Baller Lifestyle, we living it. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle, we living it. It's the Baller Lifestyle, Lifestyle. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle, we living it. It's the Baller Lifestyle, we living it. It's the Bachelor Lifestyle, we living it. It's the Baller Lifestyle, Lifestyle.